Tom. Elliot. Hi, Tom. I'm so abrupt. Yeah, I'm abrupt. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, that's for 2020. Oh, God. Hi, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to... Do. You. Queer. What? I. Queer, and that's Elliot. And that's Tom. And we're Dickwick. Thanks for listening. Coming in hot. We have a super exciting episode today. Such a great episode. With a really exciting guest. What an amazing guest. Yeah. Like, floored. I, I personally would like to say, um, in in awe of this guest like when i first saw her speak was at um was at a black lives matter sit-in and you know just like seeing her up on stage and then listening to her show i was like fan queering a little bit while recording this episode um which is why i'm a little bit um what's what's a polite word for how i was um rambly perhaps you said that but i perchance i remember you as as being quite articulate okay well listeners will have to decide but i'm a dum-dum Um, and she's amazing, um, regardless. So I hope everyone really loves our interview with Mocha, Mocha. motherfucking Dawkins. Thank you. Um, but there is just a bit of business first, correct? Right. I just wanted to follow up. Uh, we wanted to follow up. Apologies. Um, Arthur from No Pride and Policing Coalition was here to join us last week about um, the protest that they had on June 29th. And there's another one tomorrow. That's Thursday, July 16th at 12 p.m. at Toronto Police Headquarters. That's 40 College Street. And we're going to gather there at 12. I'm going to try to go. I know, Elliot, you said you wanted to go. Yep, I will be there. Uh, As we restate our demands to defund and abolish the police and reinvest in supports that will provide caring, nonviolent responses for all Torontonians. No to body cams and no to expanding the police budget. So that is, of course, organized by No Pride in Policing Coalition. And there's going to be speakers from Not Another Black Life, BLMTO, Doctors for Defunding Police, Unifor Chair in Social Justice and Democracy at Ryerson University, No Pride in Policing Coalition, with support from Showing Up for Racial Justice Toronto. And there will be ASL interpretation. So that's again tomorrow, July 6th at 12 p.m. Our politicians are not listening. The era of violent policing in response to poverty, mental illness, and the lack of community investment must end. And the demands are defund the Toronto police budget by 50% and invest in meeting community needs, demilitarize the police, remove cops in schools, reduce the scope of police, document police violence, decriminalize poverty, drugs, HIV, and sex sex work, Dismantle special constables and TTC fare inspectors. No polite, no police transfers to criminalizing, psychiatrizing institutions, end anti-trans violence and the two-gender binary, and create alternatives to policing. Very excited about this initiative. Yep. Very excited to be there um, and see everyone and hear everyone speak. Um, and... Um, our brains are still melting, I think, from the heat, Tom, based on that. Yeah. <laughs> so hot. I'm, I'm just sorry. <laughs> currently watching Sweat Cascade down your face. Um, I tried really hard to be so articulate and clear. Listen, that. listen, listeners, I could turn the AC unit on, um, and you could just get worse noise, but but we're gonna we're gonna bring you quality and we're gonna melt. And we'll melt I feel like Clayface, that Batman villain. Don't know. That sounds scary. <laughs> it's not not scary. I don't like Clayface. <laughs> Well, the theme of this introduction is abruptness, I think. So, yeah. Bye. So, shut up. Yeah. Elliot Thomas. 
Um, I'd like to introduce our amazing guest this week. That is, of course, Mocha Dawkins. Also known as Mocha, Mocha Mother. Motherfucking <laughs> Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mocha. How are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. You know, I'm chilling here. I got a little bit of Havana chilling here with me. With a little bit of O'Henry's. You know what I'm saying? Everything's tasting sweet. Oh, gorgeous. Honey, it's, us- it's moments like this that I wish we were on a podcast and every all of our listeners could see how my, how beautiful you are right now with this oh. chocolate bar and this this uh, red sparkly little number. Even like like the headphones to the earrings to the chocolate bar to the outfit, it's it's basically all <laughs> matched nails. on point. And the nails, thank you. How She's could I forget? She's for us, and I appreciate <laughs> it's it. Literally perfect. Uh, Mocha, okay. can you just introduce yourselves for our listeners? Mm-hmm. So I am Mocha Dawkins, also known as Elliot said as Mocha Motherfucking Dawkins from Tea Time <laughs> Tips with Mocha Dawkins. Um, I am a street. I I like to classify myself as a street activist because I feel like that's where I started from and I don't ever want to forget my roots um, because sometimes I feel like some people just, um, they get lost um, in capitalism and societal norms that they actually forget the fact that like, you know, um, everyday individuals are actually going through a struggle. So I like to uh, definitely classify myself as a street activist. And what I do is I just really promote the well-being of, you know, humanity um, as a whole, but as well as, um, you know, the uh, diverse indifferences in social norms between um, racialized uh, individuals and cultures, I should say, sorry. Beautiful. Thank you. And to the Mocha, the first time that I saw you, it was so it was so amazing. I was like sitting at the sit-in um, for like Black Lives Matter here in Toronto, and you just strutted like directly by me in these gorgeous heels. And you had really <laughs> long, I think it was blue, like beautiful hair, just got up on that podium and just made the most <laughs> impassioned. It's, the same today. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and it was just like, I was awestruck and I immediately like got on my phone and I was like, who is this person? And I immediately need to meet them. So just thank you so much for oh. the work that you do. Oh, thank you. You know, it's been a struggle for myself as well. But, you know, somebody got to get it done because we need to actually live in freedom. I'm tired of this shit. After 400 years, sit down, learning history about the same damn bullshit and going through the same damn thing. I said, honey, somebody need to speak up about the stupidness in this generation. Here we go. It's going to be me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with that. And you have a brand new podcast that everyone should listen to, uh, of course. Do you want to introduce that for us? Yes, so it is Tea Time Tips with Mocha Dawkins by Femdem Productions. Um, It's a podcast Just basically what we just try to do is just emulate a lot of like um, tips on helping trans uh, females and non-binaries who are transitioning into um, just healthier tips on um, what is good. So um, as the episode progresses, we're going to get more and more into depth about um, just things about like um, not only my own um, lived experiences, but as well as you know some of the experiences I shared with uh, my fellow um, trans sisters and what they had shared with me on like what they've been through through injections, um, you know the black markets of the silicone, the surgeries and stuff like that. So we just um, giving those tips out there as as well as just you know spreading a little bit of love and joy. Because I feel like, you know, some people just honestly forget to smile. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just forgets to smile sometimes. And everybody's just so in a, like, upstaged 
type thing. I just like, nigga, just put on a smile, relax, dog. Like, that's all you got to do. So, you know, Tea Time Tips just brings all of that, all of that realness for you. I love it. I'm so excited it. about it. And I definitely want to circle back and talk more about it, but I just want to tell all of our listeners right now to pause this show and to go wherever you find podcasts and to subscribe to Tea Time Tips with Mocha Dawkins. Um, rate and review. I become a patron. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Head over to Patreon. Um, you have a PayPal link as well that you can find in the episode notes of episode three. I believe so. Yes. Um, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. She should hire you, Elliot, for her production team. Like, oh. Except you have the most amazing production team already, as it as it sounds, uh, with them them productions. <laughs> they're good. They're good. I can't lie. Um, they do show up when it's needed, but mm, I mean, we're always looking for new talent. <laughs> so before we go any further, I just want to know how everyone's feeling today. Can you tell me what color you're sort of? living in right now elliot do you want to go first yeah sure i um i've been feeling really tranquil and i was trying to think like how what is tranquility and for me right now it's like it's it's a it's a hot misty summer morning you know you're sitting outside and and the air is the perfect temperature and the sun is breaking through the fog and you just have that deep sense of calm that's that's how i'm doing right oh my now. goodness it's yeah like a tom thompson painting well tom thompson what's your color <laughs> <laughs> um my color is like um like a peachy peach like a like a delicious sort of exploding with juice peach. Oh wow! Like splashing me in the uh, face. I just want to like keep on biting into this peach. Call me by your peach. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like a peachy exploding peach. <laughs> well, I love that, Mocha. What color? T- or what color are you today? How are you feeling? Oh my god! Um, I'm feeling. Could I say like I'm feeling like all colors, but all colors that are neutral? Definitely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So that. That that's exactly how I'm feeling. Like I'm feeling just very like neutral, but yet of all colors. I feel like we balance each other out. We're we're a palette. Ending with Tom's juicy bursting peach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Okay. Well, can we just circle back for for a bit to your podcast, uh, Tea Time Tips with Mocha Dawkins? How how did you get the idea to start it? Um, you know, what kind of work do you see yourself doing on it? And I was also wondering if you could speak a little bit to um, the gap that that podcast is filling, the really important work that it's doing. So for Tea Time Tips, um, basically, it was just about, like, my whole experience and the things that I've been through. Um, I realized, like, you know, if we just look at the numbers of, you know, the trans individuals who are dying and... Um, who are just unaware of um, accesses, accesses to resources that uh, they can take advantage of. Um, that was like the hardest thing because like when I was in jail, uh, before I had got out, um, before all of this, uh, you know, I, I was going through some things mentally until I um, educated myself um, because I was just like, why, why am I going through this? And why am I feeling this way? And I, I didn't have anybody really inside to support me um, during those times. Um, I felt like I don't want to ever see somebody in that situation. Um, and I feel like if I know that I've been through it and I can amplify my voice in order to give somebody uh, the proper projection of um, trans individuals and, you know, just how to get started. And, you know, as the episodes uh, continue to grow, you'll continuously see, like, uh, we touch on different topics of, um, you know, just really um, not only, like, sexual-wise, because obviously when it comes to, like, trans individuals and when you think of societal norms, like, it's either we're just looked at as 
dogs, like just bottom of the barrel type ind individuals or um, were looked at as sex objects. So I just really wanted to project, uh, project the individualism within myself to let people know that like, you know, I know what it's like to almost lose yourself, like, especially to, uh, you know, uh, a very, very uh, colonial systematic system. And um, I just really wanted to, um, you know, help help those people so they don't end up in my situation and just really let them know, like, you know, somebody been through it. So listen to the bitch that been through it so you don't have to go through it and stay fabulous while you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and I love, I love your show too because it's the kind of thing where you, you know, you put your headphones in and it feels like, like I'm sitting in a room with you listening to you um, just be great from the heart and... I just think, yeah, there's something so important about podcasts specifically as a medium that can deliver that kind of direct relationship where, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, an immediate relationship, like from, from you, from your voice to the listener's ear. And I think that that's really powerful. And I appreciate that every episode, you're just like, here's how I'm feeling today. And here's what I'm doing. So like, it, it really, yeah, it really is so personal, which I which mm -hmm. just draws me in for sure. Um, Mocha, I'm sure that Thank listeners you. of your show will will get to know your story a little bit more as it goes on and feel free to talk about it as much or as little as you'd want to right now. But I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit more about what it is that you've been through. Yeah, so, um, you know, grow, I was born in 1990 and I just want to say the 90s was the fiercest, <laughs> um, you know, for real. Like, we didn't, I remember when buses cost like a dollar to go on you know what i'm saying the cost of mm -hmm. living was just never where it was you know uh people just had like dreams to continuously like uphold and build one another um then with i the next thing i remember is this whole like y2k remember that whole thing oh when all computer systems were gonna crash and all Blades the were gonna fall out of the sky yeah 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 yes yeah yes so um you know, to just see the the indifference of um, community um, and to live through it has been uh, the hardest thing for me um, because I feel like there's just not a lot of um, there's just not a lot of individualism again that I'm going to say, which mm -hmm. is projected and it's just a lot of. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of like stars that are out there that are projecting the wrong image of how, especially like black women should look, or you know, just the uh, the ignorance of the diff the indifference between drag queens and trans individuals. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I just feel like that just there's just been such a such a change, um, and in that change. I, you know, obviously got caught up in some of the social norms and um, I didn't know and I started to not really believe in myself that I could continue in um, education or that I would ever be given a career because once I came out as a trans person, um, I realized a lot of doors got shut into my face, um, which really, like I was doing sex work uh, prior to that, but that's what really led me deep into sex work. And um, when you go into the game in that sense, um, you know, you don't, you just think that like, you're, 
you're like, I want the money. I, I want, you know, to drive, sit down in a nice car with a hot man and just have him drive me everywhere, fly me here, do this, do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, you just don't really understand the psychological impact in which um, you're putting onto yourself. Um, and then again, you become blinded um, when it comes to... Uh, the dangers in which, you know, the world actually holds towards uh, trans individuals. And that's where I was when I got into my situation. I was in sex work. I had met um, an individual who was a regular client. Um, We had seen each other a few times. He really uh, became obsessive um, and aggressive um, with me. And that night um what had happened was he had wanted to see me long story short um if you want to catch the whole story i just want to suggest um you could go to pasan.org and sign up uh, for a cell count and i can't remember which issue i'm i'm in a lot of issues because i also hold the column called girl talk in cell count um but i was also on the cover and i wrote uh, my story when i was uh, inside incarcerated because I was just like, listen, like I see how those girls are out there, and I had already received um, word that some of the girls that you know I used to par with had passed away, and you know some of them were like my real close sisters. Uh, we've been through a lot together, and um, I just really wanted to uh, get my story out there um, to let people know, like for the fact that like you know. Here I was one night just really trying to make everybody happy. Um, you know, my friends had came down from New York. It was Carabana weekend. Um, I had uh, Jay, who was the client, um, that night who had called me, and he had said he wanted to see me, but I had already had made plans to go to the club with my friends. And what had happened was, like, my friends said they wouldn't get to the club till like, 1.30, and I was just like, at that point in time, you know, I was like, what girl, like one thirty, like the bars close at like two o'clock down here. Like the hell you trying to get to the club at one thirty? So I was just trying to figure out how to make everybody happy. And they're like, oh girl, could you get some weed? And um, my client had called and said, you know, I, I, he has an abundance of things. And um, I said, okay, well, let me come get some weed from you, whatever the case may be. Long story short, I had to go to meet my friends at the club and he did not want me to leave. And what he ended up doing was like going into the kitchen, taking like a, a kitchen sink knife and stabbing me in my face and trying to gut me open in my stomach. And I don't know, but by the grace of God, I was just able to get the knife out of his hand and I swung back and I had called 911. Uh, when I called 911 and when they had arrived, he had ran from the police and tried to shoot himself down a garbage chute because he had just recently came out of jail that April for um, also unprovokingly stabbing someone. Um, these are things that I wasn't aware of. And like these, I just want to like emphasize on the fact of, of Tea Time Tips is the fact that as the episodes grow, these are the type of things that, you know, I will be sharing um, with um, my trans sisters and brothers and non-binary siblings for the fact that like for those who are in the sex world like you know like the justice system and the things that we go through they're not for us um they've never been for us 
Um, and in, for me to be here today is just, you know, an absolute blessing from God because there's a lot of girls who, you know, were in my situation exactly and, could, and did not make it out. Um, so I just really want to um, give that um, humanistic survival approach to uh, my trans sisters and brothers um, to know that, like, you know, we really have to, like, look out and uh, watch our backs because as much as, like, we think, like, you know, some people are cute and, you know, the interest or whatever the case may be and that we want to have fun at the end of the day, like, all they really want to do is bust a nut. And if we don't give them what they want or once they bust a nut, like, they just discard us. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, that's a little about my story. That's what happened to me. Then I ended up going to jail. Um, I was charged for a second degree. Um, you know, again, talking about the trial is just a long thing because mm -hmm. there was a lot of things that took place that shouldn't have took place. And um, I was convicted of manslaughter, but now I am free of those charges. Well, and I'm out. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm I'm so, so sorry that you went through that. And I'm so happy that you're here to talk with us and that you're here doing doing what you do. And um, it's there was something that you'd said when you were speaking at the sit-in that was just like, you know, part of this entire system of decolonizing um, our societies and decolonizing our institutions and abolishing the police and the prison system and the, and the so-called justice system, um, which, as you say, isn't justice for for black people for trans people um for sex workers mm -hmm. part of what part of what you were saying was like it's because black trans women are so beautiful and so powerful and so important that it's threatening to the white status quo and to the white cis heteropatriarchy and like um mm -hmm. you know just within that dichotomy like what trans people should be is is leaders cultural leaders and you know have continued mm -hmm. to be amidst all of this kind of um uh, like secret repulsion, you know, or like, or, or something like that from, from white men. And um, I went home that day and I, and I was kind of, I like, I looked into your story and I, and I started to see a lot of people online talking about, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to want to have sex with a trans woman, or if you're going to fall in love with a trans woman, you need to stand up outside of that relationship. You can't be, you know, like on the down low and you can't harbor this attraction without decolonizing yourself and understanding what that means, you know, from within yourself. And I guess I'm just rambling at this point, but just thank you for, thank you for sharing that story with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So it's, what else are we talking about? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, um, I'm just wondering, so our season four question of course is, uh, yeah. what does your ideal queer future look like? Like if you were to look into the future and, and have it, have it be your queer parada paradise. Can you describe that? Just absolute, um, you know, the action of inclusion and not just the communication of it. Um, that would just be the most outstanding thing for me just to see everybody, not just queer, but non-binary, trans, mm -hmm. you know, the whole LGBTQ2S plus community um, just really be... Um, you know, accepted for uh, their individuality. Is there anything that uh, you're seeing these days, Mocha, that gives you hope for that kind of future, that inspires you for that possibility? To be, mm -mm, no. Besides looking in the mirror and seeing myself, no, to be honest. And I don't even mean to be, cause, like, I don't even try to make it like a kiki or like some type of conceited thing. 
But to be honest, I really don't see like anybody. I sit down and I listen to like some major, major um, inspirational people like Jackie Shane, mm-hmm. um, like Angela Davis, you know, um, the list could go on. But mm-hmm. I sit down and I read what they write and, you know, um, I, I listen to what they have said. Uh, I feel like, you know, there's just society just uh, gives sympathy uh, for the recognition of what uh, some of, you know, our um, community has been through, but they don't give the act. And this is what I am trying to promote is the act, the act of humanity, Um, you know, the act of inclusion, um, you know, the act of sympathy and uh, true recognition. And um, I just feel like, you know, at this point in time, like I don't see, I see, I see a lot of people sympathizing, but I don't see a lot of people actually taking action as they should, um, especially uh, people in in high positions as well, like such as like government officials, like you know, starting with like Trudeau. I see the act of like him like issuing. I uh, sorry, not the act. I see the uh, the sympathy of communication of him like you know uh communicating you know the government's you know sincere apologies for this and that and whatever Mm -hmm. case may be i won't get into those things but nonetheless like i don't see like the actual act of you know uh bettering these communities and making sure that these things don't happen again absolutely and i mean in that case too like you know our government can cry and say we're gonna decolonize and then in the same breath can turn around and sign uh, a pipeline into existence you know so it's um, there's a lot to be done. And I just want to take this time too to say, if you're listening and if everything that, that you're saying, Mocha, um, is giving our listeners hope as well for the queer future that you've described, um, they should do the action of subscribing to your Patreon um, and sending to your PayPal, uh, as your producer had said in, in your most recent episode, um, especially white people listening, especially cis people listening, especially people that um, consider themselves to be allies, but maybe aren't sure what to be doing. That's an incredibly concrete, tangible, and like the most important act I think right now to be doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank that's you. yeah, because we can talk about um, symbolism versus action all day. But thank you for giving us like a a real thing that you can do because it's hard. Like it's hard to separate the symbol and the action. Right. So to have concrete steps, and I I see the rhetoric a a little bit more of like here's things you can actually do rather than just, you know, share a, share an Instagram story mm-hmm. or whatever. Like there are steps to be taken. Just yeah. have to open your eyes a bit and do some research. Absolutely. And I mean, your podcast. Mocha. I mean, for even, so I just want to say for even people, you know, for even like young individuals who are like, you know, in the academic world or for young individuals who are entering, you know, the political world and stuff like that, you must realize you have the power to make this change as, as well within yourself. And you cannot conform to the political societal norms mm-hmm. of, you know, what is justice and what is right. Because if we look at all of this, you know, and if we actually want to take a look at history, you know, it, 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 it involves a, a, a great depth of um, true understanding um of what not just a population felt you know of a community 
but you have to look at the individuals as well. That's the most important thing is the individual because for me, I see they recognize a lot of generational trauma. They say a lot of things, but yet they do nothing to, you know, all they do is uh, cause further actions to enact the general the generational trauma um, instead of um, trying to, I'm going to use the word decompress. Right. Right. Um, so I just want to uh, motivate those young ones and those um, individuals who are listening, who are, who is in a, in a situation or who has a, who has a daddy, an uncle, a mommy, an auntie, a sister, whoever in power, you know what I'm saying? To sit down and talk to them and to like really look at it, really not just look at the population as a whole, because you just want to read something and, and get it over with quick and think, you know, history, really go through the archives and really read through individual stories and, and realize the fact that like, we're still in an era where, you know, we still produce the same type of pain, but in a different format. And these things need to change. That's such a good point. It's all of what we're seeing online, or at least in a lot of my circles um, of people sharing, you know, activist media right now is structural arguments, because like, that's part of, of course, what it takes is, as you're saying, to recognize the structure and recognize the history. But it's so easy to to forget about the individual and to forget about that a structure is only made up of individual people. Um, and I think that there's something really transformative about centering these narratives around um, around the people that they're actually about, right? The, the individual people and the everyday lives of them. And I think that that's really special and something that I want to remember more as I continue to do this work, you know, in myself as well. Well, I'm happy that you said that for real. That's, a, that, that's what an ally really says. So... I'm learning so much from you. Thank you. Um, and your and your show doesn't. There's no other shows like it yet, really. Um, Thank you. You know, I love to be the first. I <laughs> trend you know setting. Really you know what I say? Hey, uh, just getting out here. But no, like that's the whole thing is the fact that like you know I still hold on to my roots. Like even when I came out the closet, I didn't change. I mean, maybe my appearance changed, but my personality kind of remained the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, I just really want like people to remember to always be you. Like you hear a lot of like people talking about like their inner child or, you know, try to remember these things, try to remember these um, different aspects of their lives. But nonetheless, like you don't even realize, like you, like you know, some people are just so lost again in societal norms and what the media projects of what people should look like and what people should be, um, and how they should sound like. Mm -hmm. um, you know, instead of really just building up that person to say, you know what, you are beautiful. You know, you can do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? If you, you, I feel like growing up, I had the opportunity to say, like, you know, even when I was struggling in school, that someone was able to sit down with me, like, my, especially my own family. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. teachers cared about me back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Their classes weren't over full. Right. You know, they weren't overflowing with things. You know, we had, you know, the schools actually had um, the government putting actual money into it at those times not just changing the curriculum mm -hmm. and charging students more but actually implementing actual dollars into uh the school board programs in order for us to uh get what we needed so i feel like that that is uh, when i look at like my nieces and stuff and like we've been to the same high school my nieces and nephews and, and you know we even share the same teachers and like um 
you know, some of the some of the passion that my teachers had when I was growing up and how they had helped me to like where they are now and they just getting older on top of that as we all get older. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they just getting burned up because they just the workload is so much. Like they just put so much they're like, here, we wanna we wanna enforce this into the academic world. We wanna do this, we wanna do that, we wanna do this, but yet they wanna give uh, no financial grounding in order to make sure that the individuals who are intaking this information in order to uh, continuously progress um, as they grow and, you know, as society evolves, these are the ones who are going to be sprouting and taking over positions and doing things. And, you know, like, I feel like, you know, when I look at my nieces and, you know, the struggles that they're going through and my nephew, well, some of my nephews and some of the struggles that they're going through, you know, it's just like, you know, I, those options are not available anymore. Um, community support and community resources should never be restricted because it is community support and community resources is what got us here today into what we are. So we should never, ever take away from that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, what kind of future are you really looking for when you're not investing, but divesting from, from young people and yeah. from students when you're trying to save money and profit off mm-hmm. these people, you know? It's- yeah, it's become like a, a total capitalist game, like with these people. Like, I just want to say, so I just want to say, yo, you have, what's her name? Felicia Humphrey, what, what's that one from Desperate Housewives and all that scandal? She oh, got. Felicity Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, her. I just want to say, you heard about her and going go to, um, core and be in charge or whatever case may be but i personally really never heard anything about the school itself or the board of directors who who accepted the money or who maybe propositioned mm-hmm. um these things uh ever get a, indicted or or charged or you know nothing i heard nothing about that and i feel like those are things these are things of the academic world, and especially as students, especially you know, especially this generation, uh, high school, college, and university students need to realize that these are the ones who are actually stealing your money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because you, y'all should never be paying this way. Like, why? Why should I pay more for an education that I probably are not even going to make in my career that I'm going to have to have two jobs for. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. It just doesn't make no sense when you look at it. That's a damn good point. You know what? I actually never thought about that. (laughs) For real. It's a damn good point. And I'm sure people listening to the United States too, like it's, you know, it rings even truer for them when their, when their education is so much more um, unattainable, even when Mm -hmm. ours is unattainable. (sighs) Mm. You know? Um, Okay, so we've we've had you talk about a lot of um, really important and heavy topics. Can we switch over to something like lighter and fun? Can we like rapid fire some of questions course. at you? Yes, okay. yes, yes, amazing. We have a super cute cool. lightning round for you. Boy, I can't find it. I have it here, but it's. Ooh, it's a, I love nature, so I'm ready a, for this lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a queer version, so take as long as you'd want and answer however you would like. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What are your I pronouns? You. She, her. What is a swear word that you really like? Fuck you. <laughs> Personal, I like it. I felt like you were saying that to me and I liked it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to go with the lightning, you know? I'm trying to put the thunder with it. <laughs> what's, what's a body part you like? 
my whole body. Beautiful. Is there a movie that you really love? Catwoman with Halle Berry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me renting yeah. that when I was sick and like 10 years old. Um, are there any mythical creatures you like? Unicorns, fairies, and pixies. pixies. Actually, anything magical. Locked and loaded. <laughs> uh, is there a noise that you really like? My own voice. Does that sound too... No, no that's gorgeous. No. Uh, celebrity crush? <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, this one I'm going to really have to think about. I don't know. Um, is it rude to say I don't have one? No, no. not at all. Um, yeah, do, you have a queer, have do you have a queer icon? A, a queer icon? Mm-hmm. Jackie Shea. Uh, she's not queer. She, she identifies as trans, but Jackie yeah. Shea. Beautiful. And she's a, a trans singer from what, when, when, what era was the she singing 90s. in? In the 60s. The she, 60s. Started, she started from she was young, but she really boomed in the 60s where she made the billboards. But unfortunately, just due to, um, you know, societal norms and, you know, the influence of the church during those times, she just mm. was shut down. She's yeah. Everyone stream Jackie Shane right now on Spotify. Jackie Shane, <laughs> yeah. And Mocha, what sticks do you wish? Stones. Jackie Shane, sticks and stones. <laughs> you heard it here first. What do you wish you knew mm. more about? Um, I wish I knew more about my family. Um, to be honest, and the ones who I don't know, um, so the ones who have passed and gone. Uh, besides of like where you could learn on like ancestry.ca, I wish I because my grandfather, he's actually in the archives. I just want to shout out my great granddaddy. Mm. Uh, he came to Canada with Harriet Tubman and um, how he made money to support our family back in Nova Scotia um, was by playing the fiddle. And he was like a hot, hot, hot entertainer. Um, I, what I learned about him is that he, the reason why I don't want to say his name right now, but I will give his last name, Izzard, um, is just due to the fact that he just didn't like, as much as he uh, did what he do, did what he did to support his family, um, he just didn't like too much of the spotlight. You right. know what I'm saying? He was just more of a family man and did what he had to do for his family. So I'm just, I'm gonna, I, I didn't, I never, ever, ever got the opportunity to meet him, but I got, you know, the blessing of his bloodline. That's gorgeous. And, um, yeah, I'm just gonna keep that. What would your friends like say is your best quality? my best quality i don't know i think i don't know i think some people would say some different things about me to be honest um some people like my friends who have crushes on me would say like my eyes is my best quality <laughs> like my right my like my good friends who i grew up with they would say like you know i get it down so i mean just humorous i have no problem just telling them what it is and just you know throwing down like that just having a good old time um I don't know. I think some other people might say I'm mean, but it's not that I'm mean. I'm not. I'm just very straightforward. You know, I just tell it as it is. Like, yeah. Zero bullshit. What are you most grateful for? Living my life and being me. Is there anything that you dislike about straight culture? Uh, The fact that, you know, it set so many wrong norms about individualism against trans people and just, you know, it set just such a a horrific 
uh, image about us that like now it's just you know somebody has to take the to stand and just say like you know what I think I'm cute and I think I'm pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm pretty intelligent. I know I could hold a conversation. Um, I'm not just a sex object or um, an object of perversity as um, or uh, insanity as um, some of the academic worlds um, would like to um, project us to be. Definitely. Do you have a, a mantra that you live by? You know what? I don't um, just do as my mom says. I love that. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh-huh. it does. <laughs> um, and then last thing, do you have a trans superpower? I do. Is it Are you ready for, for it? Yeah, I'm ready for it. What were you going to say first? You were going to say something for who? I was going to say, say is, it, is it for you and you alone? I wasn't sure if we were going to get to hear it. Um, I have one that's for me and for me alone, but one that I share is love. My trans superpower is love. Well, thank you so much for answering those questions. That was really beautiful. Um, we yeah, sent no you we sent you a photo of um, our sometimes terrifying mascot, the giant porcelain cat. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of vibes were you getting from that picture? I was like, ooh, are you ready for me, bitch? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was getting. I was like, mm, are you ready for this shit? And I was like, okay, bitch, I think I'm ready for you because she had on her glasses. Sorry, as a, a cat, she, he had to lay it Pamela's a she, yep. She's a mother cat. Uh, she is so right though she was just like yeah she was she was just serving she had her glasses on she had her whole makeup kit and that shit looked mixed with like sephora mac fancy everything that bitch had everything up in there and i was like you better work bitch like yes i am ready for you i just love this bitch so that's what i was getting (laughs) fucking amazing oh my god um okay well this was a delight and we usually like to end on a high note if we can so we're gonna go around and say what we call a double rainbow which is like something really nice that happened to you um either today or yesterday or in the past week um tom would you like to go first um would you like to go first? I can yes i can go first um so (laughs) you're like shaking your head no at me um Okay, He's so like, this I need one. Some inspiration. Say something. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, this one. It might seem a little bit odd, but I recently got my balcony netted in really tightly so that mm. my cat can go outside and can't like mm. she can't get under the net anymore. And so we've mm. now left a window open for her. And I just feel like to see this little creature's like world expand even by that much more has been really nice. And that's that's my double rainbow. Hmm. I always feel like I'm sometimes her captor, and now I feel like she's a bit more free. So that's good. <laughs> Mo- Mine, mine's pretty simple. Ready? Yeah. I got to go swimming in a pool. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, lucky! It's I haven't so swum all summer yet. Yeah, it's really oh, like so pool. Waves, and I just felt like baptized. Like or, a merqueer. A merqueer. How's a merqueer? Merqueers and retrograde. Nope, that barely made sense. No, I liked it. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> So cute. Mocha, do you have a double rainbow? Um, my double rainbow is okay, I gotta think. Um you know, I had a lot of um friends pop up this weekend and just people who uh, care about me and uh support me um come through my door and just say, Hey, how you doing? or just message me and wanted to chill or whatever and i was like yeah i got some time to chill you know what i'm saying um so just really spending that quality time with people 
after like um you know we've been separated for so long mm-hmm. um that was kind of like my double rainbow i guess gorgeous um mocha before we wrap up can you give our listeners a rundown of all the places where we can find you um i don't because i don't want you to find me like when i come <laughs> home is when you see me no just <laughs> um you can find tea time tips on spotify itunes uh Google Play. I, I want to say Google Play. I don't. I'm not. My production team knows all of this stuff. I don't. But you can go on Facebook and you can find it at Facebook slash uh, Femda Productions. You can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash Femda Productions. Or you can subscribe um, to Femda Productions on Spotify or Anchor. Um, and uh, you can find me on, if you all would love to add me, um, you can add me on my own personal, um, my own personal uh, Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram is at Crunky D, spelled C-R-U-N-K-E-Y-D-E-E. And my Facebook is Mocha Ever So Sweet. Um, so you can, if y'all just really looking for me, I want to see me or y'all want to chill, just shoot a shout out or you don't have me come on your show too. Definitely <laughs> give me a holler. Amazing. And we'll put, um, we'll put all the information about tea time tips and Patreon in our episode notes as well. So everyone can check that out. Thank um, and you. without further that. a queer mocha, thank, thank you, you mocha. so You're much. You're not worthy. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. I really hope that we get to talk to you again sometime soon. <laughs> yes, likewise. I would love for y'all to come out to Tea Time Tips as well. I would so love maybe that. This, yeah, I, it would be so fierce. Trust me, we'll definitely do a live episode or something. Oh, that sounds oh, yeah. perfect. Super yeah. okay. okay, amazing. We'll yes. talk. All right, we'll do. Gorgeous. I love you guys. Thank you all for listening. Do you queer? 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 Do you que